God said it. You just have to believe it. And that's it. Dr. Anthony L. Trice, dedicated to sound teaching, strong training, leadership, and development. Prayers are being answered and testimonies all around the world. Helping change one life at a time. Find out how to be a partner with Anthony Trice Ministerial Network. And thank you for tuning in for today's message. The Bible says you are royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a holy nation, a peculiar people. How do you see yourself? What's the purpose of going to the university and get educated? You know how God educates us spiritually? Suffering. And that ain't what we want. Listen, listen. God's going to allow some people to lie on you. God's going to allow some people to misunderstand you. People going to allow some people to use you. Watch this. The key to Joseph's success, y'all ready for this? Is that he loved God more than anything. See, that's what makes us successful as Christians is that we love God with everything that's within us. So the reason why Joseph is getting ready to experience success in his life is because he proved to God that he loved God more than anything. You know what God is doing? He's trying to see, do you love him more than sex? God trying to see, do you love him more than money? God trying to see, do you love him more than cars and clothes and positions and titles? That's why you're going through. That's why you're being tested. Because God trying to see, can you handle what I'm getting ready to do in your life? A lot of y'all fail. You know why? Because you really don't believe you're going somewhere. Ah, I'm conscious of the fact that I'm going around the world. I'm conscious of it. I'm conscious of the fact that I have millions of dollars. I'm conscious of the fact that I have thousands of followers. So you know what I'm doing now? I'm practicing. Ah, I'm practicing. Crazy. How am I going to have, have the 500 more? So you know that y'all ain't driving me crazy? You know what I do? Ignore you. I know the difference in something real and something that's not real. So you have to ask God for wisdom to know the difference. Joseph. Now listen, when God spoke to Joseph, how old was he? 17. 
Now I want you to look at the process he went through, 13 year process, now he's 30 years old, and what God showed him when he was 17 is getting ready to come to fruition. Say, baby, this takes some time. And a lot of folks start off, but they don't finish. One thing you're going to get is some patience. If you're going to be saved, and if you're going to serve God, you're going to work some patience out. Watch this, read. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Notice Joseph had the Spirit of God on the inside of him. That's the true riches. What good is money and things and cause and positions you have to uh-huh. Read. For as much as God has shown thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Where did Joseph get all his wisdom from? His experiences. Say his experiences. Experiences. What are you learning from your experiences? If you don't learn nothing, you're going to keep going through the same thing. Read. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Now Joseph is being elevated. He's been elevated over the entire world of Egypt. Entire world. That's a real power. That's something big. But God had to prepare him for this. Read. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. So you know what he's saying? Joseph, you're going to be second in command. The only person going to be over you, Joseph, is me. That's about it. Read. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. So what actually Joseph was experiencing is favor with the king. Read. Then Pharaoh took off his ring. He took off his ring from his hand. This ring is a signet ring that represents covenant and promise. So he's making a promise to Joseph. Read. And put it upon Joseph's hand. Uh huh. And arrayed him in vestures of fine linen. And he arrayed him with royal clothes. He put royal clothes upon Joseph. Read. And put a gold chain around his neck. And he put a gold chain around his neck. Uh-huh. And he made him to ride in the second chariot. And he gave a white horse. Everybody didn't ride in the chariot. All the people that had prominence, just like everybody don't ride a bit. Oh, yeah, that's some fun right there. You know how to drive a bit? Yeah, that's a mic. Watch it. You know what God has given Joseph? This is what the church world don't understand. In Florida, you know about stuff you shout every day and call the scriptures and ain't got nothing? Ain't nobody impressed with that? In the church world, do not understand that. God didn't save me to take me to heaven. God saved me so I can have influence down here on earth. And I can't have influence if I don't have anything. Watch this. Love God, sell out to God, and rich. When you start talking about money and material things, uh, be, be careful. Be careful. Be careful for what? You mean to tell me can nobody be saved and rich? I don't believe it. 
when you get a chance, read the rest of this. But I want to show you why God did what he did. God is not going to just bless you just to be blessing you. It's a purpose for God wanting to bless your life. Look at verse 57. Now the rest of these chapters, verses, read when you get a chance. Look at verse 57. Read. And all countries came into Egypt to Joseph for to buy corn. When they came into the country, who did they come to? Joseph. Read. Because that the famine was so sore in all the land. Listen, it was a famine in the land. And God set Joseph up as a distribution center to be a blessing. God does not just want to bless you so you can have a big house and a big car and you go around talking about what you got. No, no. God wants to bless you to impact other people's lives. How can you be a blessing if you ain't blessed? Second uh, Samuel chapter 9. Say neighbor. Something big. Something big. It's gonna happen. Whether you believe it or not. It's gonna happen. Watch this. For me. It may not happen for you, but it's gonna happen for me. You gotta get personal with this thing. You waiting on somebody else. I ain't waiting on nobody. You know who I'm waiting on? Jesus. I'm not waiting on you, because you may not never get it together. You may not never come up. Ah, y'all talk back to me. You waiting on somebody. They may not never change their mindset. They may not never change their attitude. You seem to wait on them. Yeah. Me and Jesus, we going for it. Yes, sir. Watch this. 2 Samuel chapter 9. This going to bless you, my head. Verse 1 read. And David said, is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul? Now David became king. King Saul was Israel's first king. He's dead now. Him and Jonathan was killed in the battle. So now David is king, and he's asking the question, is there anybody in Jonathan's house that I can be kind toward? Now the king said, I want to be favorable toward somebody. Read. That I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. Why, why is it being done for Jonathan's sake? Because Jonathan and David was best friends. And Jonathan prophesied to David that he was going to be king one day. And he said, when you become king, don't forget my son. And you know why that's important? Some folks, when God blessed them, they forget the promises they made before God blessed them. That's why God can't bless everybody with a lot. Because some folks ain't going to do right. Watch this. Read. And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. Read. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? Art thou Ziba? Read. And he said, Thy servant is he. Verse 3. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? This word kindness means favor or special treatment. Now David is the king. He could have forgotten about the word or the promise that he made to Jonathan. Why is that? Jonathan is dead. See, that's why integrity and character is so important. And you know what integrity is? Just simply keeping your word. Somebody cannot keep their word. They, listen, some people tell you stuff, they already know they ain't gonna do it. They already know they ain't gonna lie. Read. 
And Ziba said unto the king, uh -huh. Jonathan hath yet a son which is lame on his feet. Notice, Jonathan got a son and his son is lame. How did he become lame, Pastor Trice? His nurse picked him up when she heard that Saul and Jonathan got killed. She ran in fear, thinking they was coming to kill his son, so she dropped him. Mm -hmm. How many know when you're in the hairy, you're going to drop something? Yeah. Yeah. And you got folks get saved, and they were in the rush for God to bless them. It ain't for that. And if you're in the rush, guess what? You're going to do something you shouldn't do, and you're going to mess something up. Verse 4, read. And the king said unto him, Where is he? Where is he, read. And Zeba said unto the king, he is in the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, in Lodabar. Notice, he was in Lodabar. He was in a low place in life. I'm sure he was depressed. I'm sure he was broke. I'm sure he was busted and disgusted. So he was in a place of obscurity. He was on Skid Row. He was down at Larry Rice. Let me help you. I'm trying to show you the state and the condition that he was in but the king was calling for him. Y'all talking to me. And you may be down and out, but the king is calling for you. You may be broke today, but the king is calling for you. You may be sick in your body, but the king is calling for you. You may be discouraged, but the king is calling for you. Uh -huh. the son of Amiel from Lodabar. Read. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, look at his name, Meshimophat. <laughs> Read. The son of Jonathan. That's right. Meshimophat means shame. <laughs> he was a disgrace to society. But the king was calling for him. Look at him. You may be experiencing shame Uh -huh. But he was living in Lodabar. Uh -huh. 
how you gonna do it. I just know there's something big. Watch this. That's why I say something big, because I can't even describe it. I can't even put a name on it. So I'm just calling it, I'm pregnant with something big. Watch this, read. And thou shalt eat bread at my table. And you went from not eating to eating at the king's table continuously. In other words, for the rest of his life. For the rest of his life, he's going to eat with the king. That's an honor. That's a privilege. Everybody can eat with the king. Everybody can eat with President Obama. That's right. Watch this. Read and he bowed himself and said, Watch this. I'm going to show you, because uh, you got a lot of Mashima sets in the church. I'm going to show you why you can't get what God wants you to have. Read. What is thy servant that thou should look upon such a dead dog as I am? He looked at himself as a dog. How do you see yourself? The Bible says you're a royal priesthood. A chosen generation, a holy nation, a peculiar people. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself wrong? No. It's how you see yourself. The reason why my wife wrote something on the board, what book did you say on the board the other day? It was on the board about if you act a certain way, that's why you're getting something. What, what did you say on that board? You don't remember this. <laughs> and you speak of something else on that. Change your word, change your life. Ah, things are the way they are because you are the way you are. I don't see myself sick. I don't see myself, I'm a black man, I'm a child of God. How do you see yourself? Watch this. The children of Israel saw themselves as grasshoppers. God showed them something big, they said we're grasshoppers. How do you see yourself? Watch this. You have to see yourself out of the situation that you're in before you come out. You gotta see yourself out of debt. You gotta see yourself married. You gotta see yourself in ministry. You gotta see yourself driving a new car. You gotta see yourself living in a nice house. You gotta see it. The Bible says, blessed is he that believe before he see a lot of way Hey, that was a powerful, awesome word from the Lord. I would like to thank you for tuning into our television broadcast on today. We, hey man, God is doing some awesome things here in this ministry. Our members are being delivered, they're being healed, they're experiencing financial breakthrough, and I want you to experience that same anointing that's on this ministry in your life by partnering with me here at Anthony Trice Ministry. You can go to my website at anthonytrice.org and become a monthly partner. God bless you. Hi, I'm Dr. Anthony L. Trice. I'm the senior pastor of Covenant for Life Christian Center Church in St. Louis. I have some exciting news. I just finished my new book, Integrity, The Missing Ingredient. This is a life-changing book. This is a book about the story of Job. Job chapter one talks about how Job was upright. That means he was a man that can be trusted. 
he was a man of integrity. I discovered when God can trust you, he'll give you the world. And Job showed in Job chapter 1 how prosperous Job was because God was able to trust Job because Job was a man of integrity. So go to my website and order my new book, Integrity, the Missing Ingredient, at anthonytrice.org or you can go to lifeway.org. God bless you. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. If ever in St. Louis area, please come visit Covenant for Life Christian Center at 7200 West Florissant, St. Louis, Missouri, 63136. Or give us a call at 314-659-8522. For more information on how to get connected, write to us or visit us online at anthonytrice.org. And we thank you for your continued support.